another beautiful, glorious, amazing day here in Payne County, America, north of the Red Dirt Riviera. And um, if you don't know where we are, we're south of um, Perry, Oklahoma, by about 20 minutes. We're um, north of the great metropolis of Perkins Tryon, Metroplex, by about 12 minutes. And then I've- and then we're um, west of the oil capital of the Americas, Cushing, Cushing, Oklahoma. Which is in, also in Payne County. Also in Payne County. I had a good friend, uh, my friend Tim Green, who is, uh, he's from Conroe, Texas. What? Which is, which is kind of a suburb of Houston near Kingwood, where I grew King up. Kinghood. And when, you know, he would, we were at Notre Dame together and he would, people would, you know, in the, we're in Northern Indiana and someone would say, oh, where are you from? And he would say, Conroe, Texas. And they would say, oh, where's that? And he would go, it's, it's about four miles from Cut and Shoot. Four miles from where? Cut and shoot. <laughs> and, they, and then they would go, oh, okay. That was the end of the conversation. <laughs> but, but where's Conroe? It's four miles from cut and shoot. Um, where's cut and shoot? Cut and shoot is uh, right outside of Houston. <laughs> They're like, but it's a town. It's a real town. Cut and Houston, shoot. Houston is the fifth largest city in America? Houston is the, uh, I believe it's now uh, the fourth largest city. You didn't lead in with that? I'm New from York. the uh, fourth largest. No, that's why it's funny. Oh. Someone, someone's like, where's Stillwater? And you say, oh, sure, just like south of Glencoe. You know where Agra is? Some people call it Agra. Yeah. It's just uh, just a little west of there. So you go about ten, so you go to Perkins, 10 miles north. <laughs> just totally mess with people. Um, welcome, everyone. I'm Father, Father Brian O'Brien. <laughs> uh, welcome to our show. I, maybe, uh, I maybe. have an announcement. I have an yeah. announcement. What, I, have an, may, I have an Is this a good announcement? It's a good announcement. Are you getting moved? Doing this li- just, are you live? No. Are you telling us live on the radio? If that happens. We're not, I'm not going to yell it out on the radio. I guess I would at some point. But yep. the, we, mm-hmm. we have surpassed 200,000 downloads. Woo-hoo! Isn't that hilarious? I... That's hilarious to me. Um, is who are you people? Is that is that real? I mean, is that um, that's just on our on? So there's it's actually more than that, but that's the the measurable on our the the platform that we use to upload our podcast, which then makes it go to Apple and Spotify and, and then Amazon and then it's on like ninety seven X, the future. But of then rock it's on the radio, so people listen to it on the radio, and then. We were before we were on Podbean. We were on like SoundCloud. So there's several thousand on SoundCloud, but officially we have passed two hundred thousand, two hundred thousand downloads. And you now, what I don't know, what I would love to have, I would love to like what I don't know, like what what is the most popular podcast in America? I don't know. Is it like Joe Rogan? I or think something? it's like one of those, um, or, like Criminal Minds, the murder, the murder, the murder mysteries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you, yeah. when you go on here, um, and you look. but I don't. I never see like, like what is like Joe Rogan or or uh, like Catechism in a Year. Like how many people are listening to that every day? Oh, why why aren't those stats like readily available? You know, like on TV every week, you see like which college football game you know got the most viewers. And then they tell you it got 14.8 million viewers. Why doesn't that happen for podcasts? Oh, that would be nice. Like, wait, wait, don't tell me from NPR. The number one is Dateline. Two 
is morbid. Three is BBC up first. Three, four is smartless. And there's your, there's your mm. there you go. Good on okay. the list. Well, we're number one in clergy podcasts in north central Oklahoma. Um, north of Perkins. I'm pretty excited about it. Um, it's also the month of October. Oh yeah, uh, it's football season. Uh, we have great solemnities. A uh, great solemnity on the horizon. November the first yeah. is a holy day of obligation. Can, can I tell, Mark your calendar. Can I tell you what we're doing? And my dad's coming. I know this is exciting. I should put my dad on the podcast, Marty. That would be hilarious. Uh, we may work on that. That would be brilliant, Marty O'Brien, just telling. Stories of life in Boston growing up. In Boston. And all his all his gangster friends. <laughs> yeah. That would be beautiful. I'd love to uh, yeah, let's let's get that. So this is what we're doing in the month of October. You know how we did that don't wait for Lent. I gave you that little that I have something to say about that. I would actually like to make it the topic of today's show. Go okay, ahead. Okay, great. Because uh, we talked like to we talked about don't wait for Lent. Don't wait for Lent because people push it off and like, ah, in Lent yep. I'll do that. Lent. I'll fast in Lent and then like the fourth day in Lent. Um, which is actually Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, the third day in Lent, you're f- eating a Whopper and or something from Chick-fil-A. You're in the Chick-fil-A line and you're like mm, just destroying a, well, a sandwich. Line. Yeah, it's like, I mean. well, I haven't even learned how to fast. So what we're doing in the month of October is we're taking uh, Dr. Ed Cherie, who was here a couple months ago, a couple weeks ago. He mentioned this 30-day prayer challenge. Well, we had already had in the works this thing. So we sort of like took the same idea. Um, and we made this little pieces of paper that called seek the Lord while he may be found. So it, it's, it's from these gospels, this, the last couple of weeks of like, seek the Lord, the Psalm said, um, or as the, it was the first reading a couple of weeks ago, seek the Lord while he may be found, call on him while he is still near. And it's how are we fasting, which is the purification of the senses so that we can actually seek the Lord and listen to his voice. So as some of the, the things on one column on the left-hand side, it's, what are you going to do to pray and fast this week? Like just this week. So it's, you know, like pray the chapel to divine mercy or read the daily readings this week. And then what are you going to fast from? And some of them are in there are like fast from happy hours at Sonic, uh, uh, HTO, from mm. go, fast from going to Brahms, um, but also like fast from social media or, you know, some of the stats is people check their phones a thousand times a day. It's like, Set your alarm and check your phone maybe like four times a day and not a thousand times a day just this week. And then what are you going to do for the month? Like for the month, uh, you know, we had those great bratwurst Monday at our priest group and I was so excited Mm. about those. And then I reminded myself like I'm fasting from meat in the month of October and fasting from beer. eat this plain hot dog bun. With stuff with sauerkraut and mustard, which I did. Oh, you did have the sauerkraut. Yeah, and French fries. I put French fries. And the fries, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then, but then what am I doing? I'm reading the Gospel of Luke and taking 15 minutes of silence every day. So those are the, those are the things. And so like today, I still have to read um, the Gospel of Luke, that, that chapter, chapter two. Yeah. It's a good one. Yep. So that, those are the kind of things that we're doing during the month of October. And then when All Saints is going to be here, we're going to throw a big party. Big party. Big, big. big and big. then get really sad because the next day is All Souls. Uh, and then, yeah, pray for the beloved dead and go visit the cemeteries. And then November 3rd is St. Leo the Great. Oh, yeah. And then we have another party. Uh-huh. 
Well, okay. So I wanted to just get that out to everybody because there's faults. I just, yes, you, so you're, this is in a good way, uh-huh. what I'm about to say. You've been bothering me. What? You mean? In a good way. You mean every morning when I come in and we, I hit you with the newspaper across the skull? No, I lock my door at night. <laughs> I don't do that, by the way. Anyway. I didn't used to, but that one day you came in. It was like three years ago. Oh, there was just like rambunctious noise. And I've never trusted you since. There was a rambunctious noise. Like, so there was some noise like right on the I other side. I think my alarm, like my alarm like fell off my... So I was like in bed and my door opens and it was you. And it was like, you know, 5, 10 in the morning. And it was just... Rah, rah. Yeah. And I thought you were gone. Like, I was like, maybe he's gone. Anyway, that's or why I locked my oh, door. I thought you said, I, I thought, like, I remember this now. I thought you were gone, or I stood outside and I was like, what if he's this dead? This episode is entitled, like, Why Father O'Brien Locks His what Door. If he's, what if he's in there dead? Like, really? and I'm just standing outside listening to his alarm go off for, for an hour. You go off to, off to uh, Okay, John's. see ya. Hope there's not a smell. <laughs> he's been dead all day. Yeah. I slid food underneath his door. <laughs> It's like a crushed a bagel checked, sandwich and slid it out. Hey, I checked, I checked his mail. <laughs> um, okay, so what? It, so you, when you, a couple of weeks ago, we did the show about what you guys have been doing at St. John's about don't wait, don't wait for Lent. Okay. Well, that has coincided with something that is bothering me. Uh oh. And the and it has manifested itself most distinctly in the women's. Axe retreat well, that we are offering at this parish. Okay. So let me back up. So there's this awesome retreat. It's called Axe. It's been very, very popular and very successful in and around Tulsa, in and around Oklahoma St. Louis? St. Louis is, yeah. And I actually had in my head, like when I first got here, mm-hmm. that we would have, okay. we would have really strong yep. retreat program. Now, when I got here, that that wasn't a, that wasn't possible right out of the gate because there was so much else to do of just getting everything. So we had now got we had gotten to a point about two years ago where it was like, all right, we wanna let's bring retreats okay. to the parish, and we actually made a decision. We looked at Axe, okay, and we looked at this other retreat called Curcio. Oh yeah, and we decided to go kind of all in on Curcio. One of the things we really liked about Curcio was the follow-up. So it wasn't just an experience over you know three four days, but then there were these groups, these okay. small groups that we we really liked that. So we went all in on Curcio, and then there's also a Spanish. There's English Curcio, Spanish Curcio, and we liked that because we have Spanish speakers. So we go in all in Curcio, and some people go, but there's not Curcio is good. It's a, it's good, but there's not the capacity that we're looking for. So oftentimes there'd be a Curcio and two or three spots would be available to us. Oh. Okay, I'm not looking for... It. Okay, go for Anyway, so over the summer, we start talking... Last spring, we start talking to some people in Tulsa about the Axe Retreat. And they have a whole system, right? So when once your Axe comes to your parish, and then for four, four, five, six years, everybody goes. People go, and it's awesome. Builds people's faith, inspires people, lights a fire... But then when, when most of the people who want to go have gone, then those parishes, it's beautiful, it's stewardship, it's great. Those parishes then go mission another church. Okay. 
So we got in touch with the Tulsa people at St. Bernard's, Christ the King, okay. and St. Mary's. Oh. And we said, we're ready for Acts. Let's go. So they assigned St. Mary's, the Church of St. Mary, my former residence. <laughs> 13 years ago. I lived there. I lived there six years ago. Oh. I lived there four, seven years. It was great. Oh. And they said, so St. Mary's is going to mission St. Francis Xavier. So we sat down. We picked out dates. The men, women's retreat in November, men's retreat in January. Oh, cool. We got a place. Our Lady of Guadalupe Catholic camp. Oh, in the Archdiocese. In Wellston, Oklahoma, outside of Shawnee, in the Archdiocese. And then we started advertising. Oh, cool. Flockno, Facebook, Twitter. Instagram, uh -huh. the parish bulletin, parish announcements, and out goes the word. Uh, well, you didn't mention personal invites. Did you personally invite people? And there was some personal. Okay, inviting. great, great, great. Okay. This is where you're. You sound like you sound like other people I've been talking to this week. That I. Anyway, we put it out. There. Got it. And so then about two weeks ago, I email uh, Rob and Karen in our office, and I say, can you send me the list? Who signed up for Acts? What I'm expecting is it's full. We have 1,043 households <laughs> in this parish, and there are 30 spots. Uh -huh. One person had signed up. Oh. And I was really mad. Oh, hello. Because what I don't like, because the other part of it, and I'm going to sound whiny and I don't mean to, I had just come out of a parish council meeting and we're doing this priority planning for the parish and we're reading all these stats, all these, um, uh, this big survey that we did back in May and June. Okay. Where 500, 500 parishioners responded back oh, to nice. this survey. Oh, nice. And one of the things that came back in the survey is we want we want more opportunities for formation. Ooh. We want to we want to know our faith Ooh, better. Yeah. I want we want more opportunities to meet to meet new people. And I'm saying to myself, this is it, guys. Here it is, the Axe Retreat. Now there are a lot of reasons not to go on this Axe <laughs> Retreat. Okay. It's a Thursday night, all day Friday, all day Saturday, all day Sunday. Okay? That, that eliminates some people. It's November right? when? Not, uh, the, uh, whatever, the 14th, the 16th through the 19th. Oh, okay. So there's a lot of reasons to not go. But in my mind, are there not 30 people at this parish? <laughs> Who are who are free that weekend? Well, and want, anyway, so I'm like kind of mad about it, and I'm like sort of lamenting, and I'm talking to my parish leadership team, I'm talking to people on the staff, I'm talking to uh, Karen Schieber, who's been awesome in helping like organize this, and I was about ready to to, to cancel, throw it. in the towel, and and part of my reason for that. Just so people kind of know, I'm not like I'm not like I'm gonna take my ball and go home. <laughs> um, it's not that because um, I have the weekend scheduled too. Okay, I'm gonna be away from the parish. I'm gonna be with these 30 women. 
all oh, weekend. Nice. Looking forward to it. What I keep hearing is, oh yeah, I kind of, I really want to go to that. I really want to go. To, oh, that's yeah, that sounds like a great. But they Uh-oh. haven't signed up, and so now, so I'm talking to the ladies in Tulsa from St. Mary's, and they're like talking me off a ledge. <laughs> Father O'Brien, don't give up. You can do it. Like your parish is special, and your people are awesome. And you're, don't give up. Don't, you know, don't pull the plug. Don't. And so then what happened was last weekend. You signed a do not resuscitate order on it? No. We brought, (laughs) these ladies drove to, they drove from Tulsa. This is what they have to do. This is what they do at all the other parishes. They go over there and pump up the jam. I know that. I just think it's a lot. And this and and the women's axe retreat is the is like in the forefront of my mind, but there are a number of other things. Yes. Okay. That it is frustrating to me, as a pastor, of of how much, when we hear that people want this or that, uh-huh. and then this or that is then offered, uh-huh. and then people don't sign up don't come and then if we were to survey again uh-huh. we'd hear the exact same thing i i want opportunities for this and for that okay. and then we would say well we just had that oh yeah but i could but i couldn't go or that but that wasn't for me oh i signed up too late all right and so there's all these kind of now i i get it and i'm not like i'm not thinking of anyone every time i've like sort of had this, I've said this, people are like, why? I'm, I have my, it's my son's birthday that weekend. And I'm like, I'm not talking to you specifically. Like people take it very personally. And I don't mean it that way. What I'm, what I'm looking at is kind of the health of our parish, where, uh, wherein good things are being offered. And the, the response to me, to me, the response to the things being offered, including Sunday Mass, including the Sacrament of Reconciliation, including Eucharistic Adoration, I find the response of our parish many times to be lackluster, to be average. And I don't like it. I don't like it. And so then I kind of, you know, I I initially, like, I get kind of mad of, like, what's wrong with everybody? And then, I mean, as I should, I look back at myself and I say, what kind of pastor are you? Where you, where the Axe Retreat has been broadcast and publicized for two months Uh and one person is signed up. What kind of a pastor are you? And I don't like it. I don't like, I don't like myself very much. Because I'm the pastor, and I know not everything rises and falls with me, but a lot of things do, and that, and I'm disappointed then in myself, and I wonder what is wrong with me, and therefore what is wrong with my parish, and then I think, well, maybe let's like get somebody else in here, and and let's let's maybe Father Carrie and I should switch places. Oh, don't do that. <laughs> and, and maybe you know, like maybe. My job was like get let's get it off the ground and like I'm just I'm just kind of at a loss. 
and it's very frustrating, and I wanted to talk about it. You didn't want to talk about this, like, not on the radio while watching baseball? I've already, I've had 14 conversations about this very thing already with a lot of people. Yeah? Yes. Well, I just want, I I want to talk about it here because I don't mind that people, I don't don't mind sort of airing our grievance, dirty, dirty laundry. I wouldn't say. I'm not, and I'm not, I'm not mad. Yeah. I'm disappointed in myself as a pastor. I'm disappointed uh-huh. in kind uh-huh. of us as a parish because I think what happens a lot of times is I think we put up we put up a good front. We look we look, we have a beautiful building. We have a beautiful public witness. We have great people. My goodness. We have the best people in the world. But I think where we are lacking as a parish is a sense of urgency with our spiritual life, which is what your little thing over there got me thinking about we're 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 waiting for something and i don't know what it is it was the gospel uh last uh what was that two weeks ago where jesus has he's like he's the landowner and he's going out and looking for laborers and he goes out and he's like um you got Matthew 18. he's like come on y'all and they come and work and then he goes and gets another group in it and he brings them in and then he goes out the end he's like why have you been standing around here all day long? You've been watching all of these people go to work. You watched me come out here and get these people. Why have you been standing around here all day long? And so there, there is that. It's you know part of humanity. I mean, what what is? What? That's what everybody says. Well, okay. And that okay. and that bot that people are like, don't you, you can't expect people to sign up like way ahead of time. Why not? Why not? Okay, so let me let me let me say let me. Everyone signs up at the last minute. Well, because really? if you wait to the last minute, it only takes a minute, right? But uh, Swakulich. That's why that was like why I wanted to like pull the plug and be like, we're we are wasting the time. I still don't know if we're going to have the retreat. Right. Okay. Which would be in my mind like a massive, massive, massive pastoral failure of me and of our parish. Really. If that doesn't go, Acts is a world-class retreat that has changed the lives of thousands of people. Yes. That opportunity has come to our doorstep. Well, and we are swinging and missing. Uh, and, and We're not even stepping and, up to and the And so plate. maybe maybe that has to happen. You know, as I tell people all the time, I was like, the way we get air travel to be better is planes crash. Like, when things break, well, that is when... We're like, oh, we should have done it this way instead of that way. Same with the automobile world. Same with the computer world. Same with everything. And are we, is Jesus um, okay with letting 15,000 people walk away in John chapter 6, 66? And the answer is yes. Are you okay, Father Brian O'Brien? No. Okay. I'm not. It bothers me. It's, well, I, okay. So one, it should bother you. But also you have to give people the freedom to choose it or not. And your identity can't be wrapped up in just that. Like, oh, okay, if this, this is what th- I, this is what we do. I know, but your identity your identity is not wrapped up in just like, ah, I am a 
like an awesome pastor of a parish. No, I'm first. I'm not losing my faith. Uh, well, my vocation is not in, in doubt. Well, you're about to get swayed and moved to Tulsa or Hartshorn or wherever, wherever you, <laughs> I'm not wherever you are going, you're moving in with duck already. You're like duck. I'm moving in with you. Um, I mean, I, I'm not going to be there that weekend because it's Carly Boyer Bostick's Right, but it's not, I'm not talking to you. You're not even invited. Oh, what? But the thousand women that go to church here are invited. Yeah, yeah. And 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 I would like for 30 of them so, to sign up for something that's really going to help them. And they've never families. done a retreat around here. So there's a lot of logistics that go into that of like pumping people up. And that's not something you do very well of like, you know, cheerleading people. Remember in The Working Genius? Your enablement, which is cheerleading people, right. is like way down here. It's a frustration. It's a frustration. Yes. But like, yeah. dis, like discernment and tenacity of getting stuff done. And then and then these people have to choose. I mean, it's like, listen here, we, we offered it, um, and maybe it doesn't work, and maybe t- the time is not right. The time is not right for this parish to do that. Then I wondered, yeah, did we? Maybe we maybe we made a we made a mistake yeah. two two years and ago. And you could have made a mistake. You could have made a mistake two months ago when you started, or six months ago when you started up with all this. And we just have to, you know, as you as a group have to look at it and say, maybe we made a mistake. Okay, great. Um, and then try it again another time, um, because you know sometimes, like if you know, Christ the King. If they had started that retreat without having those parish uh, breakfast Bible studies, it would have never taken off because they had what? They had about, what, 80 guys, Bishop Muggenberg, Father Dan, Monsignor, whatever his name was, Muggenberg, Muggsy's, Muggsy's, not the restaurant, but Mug O'Brien, like he- Same family. Yeah, same family. I mean, he had worked with all these guys and worked with all these guys, and those dudes were ready to go. They were zealous. They wanted to do this. And maybe you don't have that here at this parish of women that are... Right. Doesn't that bother you? Um, you know, when we started our Koinonia retreat, we started it, we sent 12, 13 students up to KU. Then the next year, those 12 students came down here with some people from KU, just like that. And then we our first retreat, there were 15 people, 15 students that went on it. Yeah. And now it's like 110 people. Yeah, but I don't want to rip. I don't want to just rip on the on the on the axe retreat and our lack of response. <laughs> it seems to me. It seems to me that it's happening a lot. No, I would say it. It's happening um, all over the place. And the reason, and I think the chief reason why, is as this lady said one time. I said, "Well, um, you know, ma'am, I I'm busy that day," and she goes, "Buried under Satan's yoke," and I was like, "I'm sorry, what?" She goes, "Busy." Buried under Satan's yoke. <laughs> and I said, well, uh, I, I didn't have a response for. And, and I think there's all these beautiful things that we want to do in our faith life. And we're not willing to say yes to them because we have these other varieties of deliciousnesses that we're also eating from. I also think, though, we're, we're not prioritizing our spiritual lives. And so we wait. Well, what if something better comes along that weekend? And then I'm committed oh, to Oh, that this. is true. That is. 
Yeah. That's like the story I'm telling myself that people are thinking. What if something better comes along? Well, that happens in the college world too. People. What about the game that weekend? Yeah. There's not a game that weekend. It's an away game. It's Carly's birthday that weekend. I'm going to Nor- uh, not Norman, uh, Oak, uh, whatever that is, Edmond, Oak Archie, um, uh, Agra. Arcadia. Arcadia. Thank you. I was get, I was down the A section. <laughs> it's where, where Pops Oh, is. yeah, right. Yeah, that's right. I'm going down there. Anyway, so this, it, it is true. And we do it ourselves. You and I do it. The reason why that thing came out of don't wait for, don't wait till Lent was because of me. It's like, who's the problem? Right. I'm the problem, as Taylor yes, Swift said. what's wrong with the world? I am. Yeah. I'm the problem because I. I well, that bugs me. That you're the problem? Yes. Then stop being the problem, knucklehead. Oh, man. <laughs> I feel like I'm banging my head against the wall. I mean, I, tether, don't bang your head against the tabernacle. I already got some. No, like, you bang no. your head against the tabernacle? Well, no, I put my chin on the altar and stared at Jesus, and I wanted to, but I could not, I could not reach the tabernacle with my skull. Okay. Lay off. I was, I was, I was joking. I was new, boot, new priest goofing. Any, anyway, it's. I think there's an opportunity here to not just rant or just get resentful or bitter, but it's also like, okay, well, this is a really great opportunity. Is is our is our struggle in a in the parish life having zeal to love the Lord with all our mind, heart, and soul? And uh, is there too many things going on in our life? That we can't do this beautiful thing that's right in front of us. Man, that's risky. It is. So if there's too many things, we should like take away other things that like are going well. So that this thing that might be better. uh, I'm just saying like things that are going on in a person's life. Oh, yeah. That may be going really well. That they have to say yes to this and no to that. 31 flavors can't be beat. There's too many, too many options. Cheesecake Factory dessert menu. Okay, dude. I don't know. Okay, well, cool your jets over there, O'Brien. I'm on the ledge. Play for your people. George is getting upset. Peace. Peace.